Welcome to the Stock Music Licensing Podcast, the number one resource for creating passive income selling stock music online. I'm your host, Daniel Carrizales, and I'm here to help you monetize your compositions. All right, welcome to episode 59 of the Stock Music Licensing Podcast. Welcome to 2021. This is the second episode of 2021, and I'm really pumped to uh, just get started with this year. I'm really excited for this year. I hope you are too. Not just because 2020 is over. I know that a lot of people um, were desperate for 2020 to be over, but let's be honest. (laughs) We're already one week into 2021, and things don't look any different. I'm not a pessimist. I'm not being negative. I'm not being funny either or sarcastic. I'm not a cynic. But what is time, really? What is, what is time, you know? I mean, it's 2021, but it doesn't seem very different. Uh, I know it takes time for, for things to change. I know that it takes time for for something to, to take place. Uh, but let's be realistic. Uh, time is, is an illusion, to be quite honest. And reality is an illusion as well. And this episode, I'm going to be talking about your 2021 music licensing goals, okay? Or to phrase it better because that sounded a little bit crap, your music licensing goals for 2021. But before we get into the content of this episode, as always, this episode is brought to you by Stock Music Licensing Academy. If you would like to learn more about how to earn money selling stock music online, go to stockmusiclicensing.com, click Academy, and go and check out the Ultimate Stock Music Masterclass. Go and read all the testimonials of all the hundreds of students who have already gone through the course and seen success. Again, if you would like to learn how to monetize your compositions, go to stockmusiclicensing.com and click Academy. Now, let's dive right into the content of this episode. Your music licensing goals for 2021. Okay, what are those goals? Already, we're a week into 2021. I've already done around five to six coaching calls, I believe. My memory is not very uh, with it. me <laughs> this morning. I'm recording this episode on a, a, a Thursday morning, and today is the 7th of January of 2021. So you will be listening to this episode tomorrow. This episode goes live tomorrow. And uh, yeah, it's just a crazy year already. I mean, I I woke up to the news in America, what's happening (laughs) with the election. I can't believe it's still going on. And we don't talk about politics in this this podcast, of course. Uh, But, you know, the the whole uh, affair, the global affairs, it's a never-ending thing, isn't it? So, so my question is, if all of this is happening around us, how does this affect us uh, as creative beings, as human beings, uh, as a, just a citizen of, of the world, okay? And it does have an, a, an impact on us, uh, on, our, on our goals, on our, what we perceive as reality. And, and when we come in, in, in touch with our creativity, uh, for us to even consider the idea that we can actually create something, from scratch and then monetize on that seems almost like impossible, isn't it? Our environment affects us, okay? So your perception of reality when it comes down to your creativity, your art, your music, is directly influenced by the outside world, if you will. 
And, and that's why we need to really not only see what's happening around us, but at the same time, how can we turn that into something positive? Now, I'll give you an example. 2020 was a crazy year for humanity. <laughs> As we all know, many things happen. Okay, I can't tell you how many people got affected, uh, even close uh, family members, okay? My mother got affected by this whole thing. And not that she got uh, COVID-19 or anything like that, but financially she got uh, hit very hard. And, and we really uh, go through difficult times, for sure. And 2020 was a very difficult year for, for many people, for many people. For, for my family, uh, for my wife and my two kids, it has been a, a blessed year, I, I should say. Uh, we did have our difficulties, obviously. I mean, the, the fact that my kids couldn't go to school because of the whole pandemic was really, uh, it's so hardcore. I never experienced such a thing. And even though I've been working from home for years, the fact that I couldn't have my kids going to school and, and, and see what's happening around the world, it's just, it broke my heart, you know? I mean, you can lock me away. I, I, I don't care. Okay, try to, to make it as hard as possible for myself and, and my wife, but we're, we're adults. But for my kids not be able to go to the playground, for my kids not to be able to go to, to the school, you know, it's just, it's, it's unreal, okay? And here in Greece, things took a turn for the worst after the summer, to the point that we have to wear a mask even if we go outside of the house. So, but again, I'm really blessed because I live in the countryside, if you will, and it's a holiday destination, like I mentioned before. And we've been living here for now. It's going to be a year, believe it or not. And we moved in the midst of the, the pandemic, right when the first lockdown happened in March. And I could just go to the beach or I could go here to a, a path, which is like a, a mountain, and I can just walk without a mask. But people that live in Athens or in my previous a city, which is called Elefsina, uh, this city is where my in-laws live, and that's where I used to live with my family before we moved here. And this city right now, Elefsina, is on complete lockdown, okay? Complete lockdown. Uh, the measures over there are even harder. Like, I guess it's the same measures that they have in, in the UK, uh, Tier 1 or Tier 4 or whatever. But nevertheless, what I'm trying to say here is that with my coaching calls, I've had so many coaching calls in this first week, and I've spoken to so many talented people. And all of them had a similar story, okay? Everything has to do with the mindset. It has to do with, okay, what are your goals? How do you see yourself in the next three months, in the next six months, okay? What are your goals for 2021? What are your income goals? And uh, I spoke to somebody uh, yesterday, extremely talented guitar player, like I said to you. And uh, he was saying, okay, I'm doing this on the side. I would like to really, uh, if I can earn at least 4000 uh, or to five thousand uh, dollars a year with this, then I will be good because that will be like a nice side income that I can, you know. I say, well, that's that's totally possible. <laughs> it's not only totally totally possible; that's really real. And actually, you could do that and still consider that that's you're doing uh, badly, okay? And it, this is just, and if that could be even with one library as well. When you break it down in terms of month, it doesn't seem that it's something impossible to reach. But if you've never done a sale before, you know, it's, it could be very hard, especially in the beginning. When we start something in the beginning, it's really, really hard. That's why I try to to always say to, to newcomers or to people that want to get into music licensing that uh, make sure that you focus on your goals, okay? Yes, you should have income goals. For me, my income goals was to just 
get a full-blown paycheck. I knew this was not going to happen over the night, but I knew that that was my income goals. And, and what does that mean uh, as a full-time uh, music composer? Well, uh, if I can match my wife's paycheck, then <laughs> uh, I think I'll be happy. But little did I know that when I match my wife's paycheck, uh, you know, and here in Greece, uh, you know, it's okay, it, it's something. But at the same time, I had to sustain that, which is a little bit hard because you have to really uh, diversify. That's what I, <laughs> I came across that uh, thing because it was my mindset. I was just with one library and I was like, okay, I'm just going to make this money with one library. I'm diversifying by <laughs> submitting different music tracks. Little did I know that I needed to actually uh, go a little bit wider and actually submit music to different libraries as I go along so I can make sure that when sales uh, do uh, fluctuate, go up and down, I have another library that it might uh, compensate for that. So that's what I teach today, to go completely non-exclusive uh, with libraries like Pawn5, Audio Jungle. Audio Jungle gives you the option to join as an exclusive author. Uh, I recommend to go for non-exclusive, even though you might take some less money uh, because of the non-exclusivity deal. It doesn't matter, okay? But you cannot bank on just one library. So uh, the income goals are really important. I do believe that you should have an income goal, especially if you're doing it on the side. I mean, this chap that I was talking yesterday, it seemed quite reasonable, and but he's not there yet, okay? He hasn't made any sales. So that seems like it's a very imp important goal to, to reach, and it might seem like it's almost like impossible to reach, okay? And it's not. It's not impossible. But you need to start making sales in order to see the possibility. You need to know that there's other people doing this. All right. So when I document my journey and I start in a new library and I show, hey, look at the look at the statement. It says zero. I just joined this library. I put a, a few music tracks there, and hey, I made seventy quid first month. Not bad, eh? But some people might be really uh, sad about that. They might see like, oh, well, that's not enough. My goal is more than that. Well, obviously, but you need to start somewhere. Okay. And that's why I document my journey with new libraries, especially when there's subscription libraries like Motion Array and Envato Elements. And I said, okay, if I document this, I'm showing up here as a new composer. Yes, I have music that I can just whack in there. But at the same time, I'm starting with zero like everybody else. I have colleagues who are doing better than me. And I try to share their stories because this is a platform for me to tell stories and see, hey, I am not the only one. And the fact that somebody else doing better than me proves the point that you can do the same thing. And I'm happy with my numbers. This is my full-time uh, day job. This is what I do. Okay. But there's people that are earning even more than me. All right. And, and that's perfectly fine. And that proves the point that you could be doing the same thing. You could be doing the same thing like me, or you can be doing the same thing as like my colleagues who are a little bit ahead when it comes down to the earnings. Now, keep in mind that earnings are usually different from library to library, all right? Uh, I have success in one library. My colleagues might not have any success whatsoever. So the income is relative depending on where you are and who you are and what you're selling. But I do think that it's important for you to have some income goals. Like I said, for me back in the day, it was if I can only match my wife's paycheck, that would be great, all right? And my wife, she has a corporate job. It's not something like, oh, my God, all right? And for Greek standards, it's a decent paycheck, all right? It's a private company. It's a, she works as an editor. Uh, but nevertheless, for me back then, it seemed impossible to reach that income level on a month-to-month -month basis. But it did 
I did reach to that one sale at a time. And I still remember my first sale. I still remember when I reached my the minimum, which is $50 to withdraw. And I said to my wife, I'm going to leave it there. And I just let it accumulate. And then it slowly start building. And then, okay, we're, we're, we're getting there, you know. We're making two, $300 a month, four, five, six, you know, seven. Uh, something happened as well. I started composing better music. I got better. Eventually, you reach to that goal. Um, things start to unfold if you're determined. I guess you have to be willing to dream a little bit. As an artist, just have that idea, okay? I got one of my tracks got featured in Audio Jungle back in the day. That really skyrocketed my income in Audio Jungle. But that's not sustainable either, just because you had a track that has been featured. You know, that's not something that's, that's just luck or, or just, you know, it just happened. You know, somebody, some of the reviewers, they saw one of my tracks. It wasn't that even my best track. But they, they select that track and they put it there on the front page for a few weeks and I got some some income and just skyrocketed like from I don't know seven hundred dollars all the way to two grand a month uh, for a couple of months. But I knew that that's not something scalable because I know that that's just because of exposure. So you really need to think hard and that's just with one library. So you know things change, things go up and down. You need to be smart thinking as a composer and really be thinking about how can I diversify as much as possible my music. And understand that libraries are going to always be changing and that the marketplace is always changing. And right now, as we speak in 2021, subscription libraries where the, the money is. And, and I've seen this firsthand. Uh, the success I had with Motion Array and, uh, and Vato Elements has been an eye-opening experience for me in 2020. And both of them are subscription libraries full on. And it's just, you know, the income is very little per, per download. But at the end of the month, even with those two libraries, you know, it's just, it's quite a lot considering the amount of music that I have and considering the amount of work that I do. So if you do this on the side, man, you, you, are, for, or, or, you are in a better position than I was when I first got started, okay? Because for me, the money was just to pay the bills and to put food on the table or to, put, to be more frank, just to, to chip in with something, okay? Because back in the day, my wife was the breadwinner and I was just a stay-at-home dad, desperately trying to look for ways to earn money with whatever skills I have, which is just <laughs> making music, you know? And, and all this a stigma of uh, musicians and artists are always broke, and I was a living proof that I was one of them, uh, even though I had all these expensive guitars around me and uh, computers and softwares and plugins and whatnot. So I do think that you need to really set your mind to, to your goals and your income goals should be one of them. Uh, and, but at the same time, you need to be really focused on your music, okay? Uh, don't choke the goal and say, I'm not making any sales yet. Actually, just work on your craft, work on the compositions, work on the production, work on how can you be a service. The music is not for you. The music is for somebody else. So learn to detach yourself from your tracks. It's not about you anymore. And I have uh, such a good relationship with my music, but I learned to let go, okay? I learned to let go a long time ago. Uh, I'm not attached to my music anymore, and, and you know, they, they, they don't belong to me, those tracks. I create them. My joy comes from creation, when I sit down and I compose something, when I, I create something from out of thin air, from the ether, that's when I become uh, God in a way. 
after that, I, I, there's nothing I can do. I mean, the, that music has a life of its own, and it will be judged in a marketplace. So there, I, I learned to let go of that. Uh, and if it gets rejected, I don't have any feelings, really. I know that music track could live somewhere else. But uh, letting go of your music tracks is, is a big deal. For me, it was really hard. And by that, I mean that you need to create a lot of music, you know, and, and let them uh, be in the world on, it, on their own. So you need to compose a lot and say, hey, this is just another one. This is just another musical idea. And creation, the, the joy of creation comes from creating, not from holding on to it, okay? And the music that I've done in the past, I can listen to it and say, hey, I remember where I was at that time. And yeah, this track is selling. I know I could do better today. I wonder that, you know, sometimes. What if I create something new similar to that track? Will I make more sales? The answer is yeah, probably. It will put me in a better position for success for sure. But I don't hold on to my music. I don't go and say, I'm just going to hold on to this piece of music that is so precious. And I'm just going to keep it here. And maybe show it around to some exclusive libraries because it might have a, a better deal over there or, or not, you know? It's, it's an ongoing process of growth, all right? And what I want to say is that if I want to create 10 tracks that are going to be exclusive for a higher-end library or production music library, then I can create that, no problem. I'm not attached to it. There is a part of me that it will say, well, those 10 tracks could be living right now in Motion Array, making me 500 quid <laughs> easily today. Not in five years. So I'm always thinking like that. So I think that's another point that I want to make. You need to start thinking uh, uh, like a businessman. You know, I see a lot of composers posting uh, stuff on, on Facebook. I have friends who are composers, of course. And I see a lot of composers. Hey, I got the placements in the Kardashians or whatnot. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I got this. I got, yeah, but how much are you earning, man? You know, it's nice to have that under your belt. But are you making any money? How much? All right. And we both know that you need a lot of placements. We all know that. It's the same with anything online. It's the same with anything that you do. It's about volume. It's about quantity and quality. You cannot sacrifice one for the other. It's about everything. I'm not saying that you shouldn't apply for higher-end libraries. I do. Okay? But I'm not going to sacrifice my royalty-free music libraries catalog for that or vice versa. I'm going all in. But at the same time, I know that the easiest way to, for me to earn a, an income on a monthly basis is through royalty-free libraries and it's more specifically subscription libraries as well. Okay. Now, Pond5 is a very important library for me. The same is for Audio Jungle. And, and I've been there for years now. And I'm not a bestseller, but I earn enough to not get a day job. And I've been doing this for years now. So imagine what can you do in 2021? If you want to get some aside income with your music on royalty-free libraries, that's a quite reasonable goal. I can help you with that if you're new. I can help you with the right mindset that you need in order to get your foot in the door. I can help you get focus because sometimes it's not the talent, it's not the production, it's not the mix, it's the focus that you bring to the table. And this translates into the music as well, believe it or not. So you need to be really focused about your goals. This is going to be a very important aspect of your success. All right. Uh, I'll give you another example. I have a sister brand that I'm just building. I'm sure you have heard about this. 
It's a sister brand that I'm building with my wife, and it's a business on the side. It's an online business that is called uh, Online Course Rockstar, okay? Online Course Rockstar. And this is a business that I'm doing with my wife where I'm teaching other people to do online courses because I've had tremendous success with my online course in the music licensing world. And I got a lot of fellow uh, online course creators or people that want to get into the online business world uh, ask me, how do I do what I do? How do I create online courses and how do I market them? How do I sell them? So obviously we're building this from scratch, okay? So I have a YouTube channel, I have uh, an, a little audience <laughs> going on, and we have like, you know, the social media uh, profiles. We're trying to start the, the whole thing from scratch. And obviously the numbers are really small as you expected. You know, when you start a new YouTube channel, you're not gonna have a lot of subscribers. <laughs> as I am recording this, I have like 82 subscribers, I think 82, yeah. And, and some of them are, are you. Some of you that have listened to this, uh, you are interested in this uh, side of the business as well. So when I put a video, I don't have many views like I do with my stock music licensing uh, YouTube channel. Uh, of course, and that's expected, but I know that you have to start with something. And when I post a video on my, my sister brand, online course, uh, Rockstar, it's just very little views because that's the nature of it. So the analogy is that it's the same when you start doing music licensing. But if you understand that the principle of growth is happening as you start putting out content, and in this case for you will be music, you know, then you will understand that the money will come in but you just need to stick with it. And that comes down to the mindset, <laughs> okay? My wife was saying like, oh yeah, we're sharing this stuff on social media about our business, our, our brand new business. And I guess that friends and families, when they see like, oh, good luck with this, and they see that we only have like 10 views when you release a video, they might think that we're crazy. And actually, but I am really happy that we have 10 views, especially in the beginning. 10 views is better than zero. And this comes down to a mindset, Okay, so when you're making sales on royalty-free libraries, it's the same thing. I understand that when you make even $10, even one sale, if you cannot get excited about that, then there is a problem with your mindset. And this is just an analogy because if you're going to go into doing something new and, and really scale that, you need to know that your mind will play a big role in this. So I'm just giving you the example of uh, my sister brand because it's from scratch is something that is new, is something that we all start with zero on any on anything and whatever we do. And it's the same thing what I'm doing with when I join a new library. There's zero. The balance says zero. I'm just going to start composing new music or upload music that I have made already and, and see what happens and go through the whole process of uploading, rejection, maybe some sales, maybe no sales, and, and just take stock of what's happening with that particular library. So I guess your goals for, for 2021 has to be the same. You need to first fix your mindset of what exactly you want. And I highly recommend you write it down. There's a powerful thing by writing down your goals and your income levels and what you want to do. And, and really stick to a plan and say, hey, I can only work on this for the next few weeks like this or for the next six months like that because I have a day job or I'm working from home, I'm still on lockdown or whatever, you know. 
for me and my wife, uh, working from home has been, uh, it, it, for me, it's all I know. For my wife now, it's almost a year that she's been working from home with her company, and she has the flexibility to to embark and doing new projects because we have the time to do that and and really uh, scale something else, you know? So it's a matter of like, what am I going to do today? How can I move the needle in the right direction? I usually recommend to do to between two to three things every single day to move you in the right direction, to move the needle in the right direction. What are you going to do today? Are you going to compose a new track? Are you going to upload to different libraries? Or are you going to, what is it that you're going to do today that is going to put you in a better position to succeed? So I target that same, uh, I use that same philosophy for everything. And, and I do that with my educational business, with my day job, which is a composer. I'm a full-time composer. Uh, for royalty-free libraries. so But it's making the music is just one aspect of it. It's not just all the time composing. There's a lot of <laughs> emails, file preparation, uh, checking uh, where the sales are happening and why I'm not having sales over there and what should I do with my tracks. Uh, what else can I do? There's a lot of learning as well with software, uh, techniques, how can I speed up the process, uh, how can I play my instrument in a better way, more efficient way? Uh, uh, juggle a lot of uh, family life and see where if my, are my kids going to be around? Can I do this at this very time? What else can I do to move the needle while this is all happening, while life is happening? So this is very important for you to keep in mind. So really stay focused and really every single day do between two to three things to move the needle in the right direction. Okay, and have your income goals, have your your goals for as a composer of of growth, of really uh, expansion. You know, because there's that that's all there is. If you're not growing, you know, if you're not moving, if you're not progressing, you're going backwards. All right. So this is it for today. I really hope this episode finds you well wherever you are in the world. I hope whatever you're doing, you're moving the needle in the right direction in 2021. We need to crush 2021 today. Don't wait any longer. Okay, remember, 2021 is not looking any better than 2020. We're only a week in 2021 and we can see that it's now no different. Take action now. Thanks a lot for all the love and support. Thanks for subscribing to this podcast. If you find this podcast uh, helpful to you, share it. Leave us a review in iTunes. It really means the world to me. Thank you so much for all the love and support. All the best in 2021. As always, rock and roll. And here's to your success. Your success.